This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. The third and final presidential debate this year set for tonight in Las Vegas. Donald Trump badly needs to use the debate to reset the race and regain the momentum over the past two weeks. The topics are supposed to include the Supreme Court, as well as immigration policy, an issue that has received little attention in the first two debates. But when it comes to food and agriculture policy, the most interesting debate probably won't be in Las Vegas, but rather in the nation's capital today. Trump's top agriculture advisors, Sam Clovis and Nebraska agribusinessman Charles Herbster, will be representing the candidate at a forum this morning sponsored by the Farm Foundation at the National Press Club. Herbster chairs the Trump Agricultural Council that includes producers, industry trade officials, and many GOP governors and agriculture commissioners. Representing Hillary Clinton will be Kathleen Merrigan. She served as Deputy Agriculture Secretary during President Obama's first term. Merrigan is now a professor of public policy at the George Washington University and is co-chair of AGREE, a group formed to forge bipartisan solutions to critical farm policy issues. That forum starts at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will be a live audio cast of the event, and a recording is expected to be available later at the Farm Foundation website. Produce Chief and Vilsack among invitees to the final state dinner. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and Kathy Burns, the president of the Produce Marketing Association, were on the guest list for President Obama's final state dinner last night with the Prime Minister of Italy, Matteo Renzi. Other guests include Interior Secretary Sally Jewell and Atherian Cousin, Executive Director of the UN World Food Program, which has its headquarters in Rome. The menu for the White House lawn event featured a number of ingredients from Michelle Obama's largest harvest from the White House kitchen garden, including eggplant, basil, tomatoes, and rosemary. The main course, prime beef tenderloin, most certainly didn't originate on the White House lawn. Vilsack's Food Group Vilsack's name surfaced in the latest round of hacked emails from WikiLeaks. In one of the emails, Clinton's campaign manager, John Podesta, forwarded a list of 38 possible vice presidential candidates organized by gender, profession, and ethnicity, or as Podesta put it, food groups. Vilsack's food group was a collection of white male office holders that included Clinton's eventual choice for vice president, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine. Ryan blasts Obama for easing restrictions on Cuba. House Speaker Paul Ryan says the Obama administration's latest move to ease trade restrictions with Cuba, just another effort to appease an oppressive regime. The latest regulatory changes, which took effect on Monday, will make it easier to sell farm equipment and pesticides to Cuba and end a 100-day waiting period for foreign ships returning to the U.S. after visiting Cuba. In a statement, Ryan says Obama's latest move will only help finance the Castro's grip on power and jeopardize the intellectual property rights of American businesses. As the past two years of normalizing relations have only emboldened the regime at the expense of the Cuban people, he said, I fully intend to maintain our embargo on Cuba. The biggest obstacle to farm exports to Cuba is still the requirement that the Cuban importers pay cash up front. Farm groups have been hoping that Congress could act during the upcoming lame duck session to end that restriction. Russian conflict takes toll on Ukrainian dairy farmers. 
Dairy production and exports are turning out to be another casualty of war in eastern Ukraine. Not only did the Russian demand for Ukraine dairy products dry up, but Russia also blocked by the country's shipments to other countries, that according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. What's significant, the Russian cheese market remains closed for Ukrainian products since August 2014, Farm Service Agency says in the report. Ukraine has so far been unsuccessful in finding new markets for its cheese, butter, or whole dairy products. Size may matter when it comes to spices. A federal judge is allowing a lawsuit to proceed against spice giant McCormick over its container practices. Watkins, a competing company based in Winona, Minnesota, has alleged that early last year McCormick started reducing the amount of black pepper in its containers by about 25% without changing the size of the container. That's a practice known as slack filling. U.S. District Judge Ellen siegel Hewville rejected McCormick's motion to dismiss the claims against it. The company's insistence that the size of its containers doesn't constitute advertising or promotion, quote, defies common sense and the law, the judge said in her decision. Putting China trade case in perspective. During a speech this week in Geneva, U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman used a stark comparison to make a point about the significance of U.S. trade cases against China's commodity subsidies. The U.S. claims that China is spending $100 billion over its WOTUS limits. Think about that for a moment. $100 billion is more than the GOP of 130 countries, Stroman said. How can we have a serious conversation about distortions to global agricultural trade if we pretend that trade distortive subsidies at this level don't exist? Meet the farmhand. AgriPulse Spencer Chase interviews lobbyist Mike Torrey about his career in Washington. At the same time, Torrey credits the former Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole with a large contingent of fellow Kansans in Washington ag circles. Well, that is a look at Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.